Speaker Talks. Get it together by Drake, Georgia Smith, and Black Coffee. I'm Julian Lytle. Uh, I make things. Sometimes I make art. Sometimes I make podcasts. Uh, that's that's. I guess that's what I do. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, and your Ignorant Bliss podcast is cool because it's kind of a place to go to talk about like anything and everything. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, the goal was to to be a podcast. Sometimes focus on the comics world or maybe even the black comics world that is going to talk about stuff that I know the other shows aren't talking about, yeah. like paying your rent or the effects <laughs> of society on your mind state and making stuff. Yeah. Drake's Get It Together featuring uh, Georgia Smith and Black Coffee. What's the... Why did you choose this song to talk about? Like, what is it that, that you really vibe with? So, when you asked me the question, that was a hard question for me because I listen to a lot of music now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, a lot of music. So I had to think about, like, what do I go back to? Like, what puts me in a... I don't even know if I would say good space, but a very... Um, cool place i would say like i don't, like, I can't even say cool but like something that really like hits me yeah and i remember the first like first of all the whole more life thing was like oh wow like he really made a, a really strong piece of work and it's not going to fade away we probably still be talking about this this piece of work until the end of the year but when i finally got around to listen to get it together and I was like, hey, who is this woman singing? Yeah. And how in the world did Drake put a house record on his album? Wait, is this like an African house record? <laughs> what in the world? Wait, is this like, what is the message of this song? Wait, I need to get my stuff together so we can get together. What? Wow. <laughs> See, this is that heartbreak Drake. Heartbreak Drake is my favorite Drake. And, and I was, you know. Sometimes people get in the mood. I get in the mood in, in regards to being alone or whatever in regards to relationships and possible relationships or uh, when you crush on somebody or you like somebody, you meet somebody, whatever. But he makes these songs that tap into this place mm-hmm. that despite all the critics and the people caring about you know, was he writes his songs or by himself or, you know, that ain't gangster or whatever. He taps into something that I really think with Gen Y and millennial men, even though masculinity, it ain't cool to, like, open up about your feelings as much as we want to talk about it online and make it acceptable. Yeah. People ain't doing it. He taps into this place where it's like, Yo, you felt like that. Yeah. I don't like you. Just, that, and, and this acceptance, you, you know, with vulnerability with women, and even sometimes he almost using that as a way to get over on women. Mm-hmm. All that being said, his his use of this song by Black Coffee, which is funny, it's called Superman, and um, 
and flipping it from this thing where like a woman singing about will you come and take care of me and save me to this thing where it's not that where it's like you can see this as a conversation or a phone call where it's like like yo we're gonna do something yeah if we're gonna be something Whatever you doing that's messing this up, you need to get it together. Cause like I want to be with you, but your stuff ain't right. And it seems like when you get to the hook, it seems like he's it's like it's, he's accepting the fact. Like yo, I gotta I gotta fix all this. Yeah, I like that he's only on the hook too. Like they make it gives it a real interesting feel. It's yeah, it's like a it plays into that whole playlist dynamic that he's selling. And it's just like it's like yeah, he just comes in. It's very rare you hear a song by an artist where they're really, they're the hook. Yeah. They're not the feature artist at all. And then the way it led into it with the whole, um, George, with the Georgia interlude and the way he was, um, the end of that song, of that, that, that track plays back from a song on Take Care where he's breaking up with a person and then you just go into this. I'm like, this young man is making some some narrative decisions in yeah. these tracks. Like <laughs> it's an Artur moment. <laughs> like I'm like, yo, young Aubrey, man, that the Degrassi is is purposeful. <laughs> what you doing? Like, goddamn. Yeah, and it kind of it feels almost like a flip on the old classic uh, R and B rap duo. You know, like Mary J. Yeah. Blige and Method Man, or like Ja Rule and Ashanti, but it backgrounds the rap. Yeah, it, the, it does. R&B. Or for the singing, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, it does take you back to that. And I also like the fact because I think sometimes and we get into these dialogues about rap music and hip-hop and 90s music, but I think a lot of people forget just how closely tied together house music mm. and rap music was, especially in the early 90s. Like, that was a thing. Like, back when people used to dance. Yeah. And smile <laughs> in videos. Like like ha- like house music was a thing and the fact that he not saying that that doesn't happen from now, you know, all the all the time, but like his constant reaching for certain nostalgic places, it makes it confusing to me when say people you know, in our age group in like my like now late thirties ish to early forties ish talking about they don't like do rap or whatever or they don't like him i'm like how like they used to play like it was mad rap songs that had like house breaks like yeah. that was that was the thing like you can't talk about the 90s and just eschew that part and i think he really he to me this is one of his standout songs on the album but i don't think it really popped yet like I know a lot, you know, Portland was my early fave because it had that flute and you know, mask off is still popping. <laughs> and um, you know, I like the KMT because it got gigs. It has the little ill Batman line that rap nerds hate, but I love. But yo, I think when the summer gets popping, Passion Fruit and Get It Together is going to tear the day parties in the clubs up. Yeah, Get oh, It Together has like a. Uh old heads at the barbecue field too bro i can i can i can see all the cute black people yeah they drink your mimosas <laughs> and that day and get it together come on mm. 
when you said uh, this was your song, like I got the text right before I went to a, a dance performance for a friend of mine. And one of the songs they did was Get It Together. And I was not knowing because I uh, slept on More Life. Sam. But like when yeah. I got home and played this, I was like, dang, that was like a real ill routine. I just saw it. Like I saw <laughs> an own personal music video, basically. Oh, I can, I can, I can totally imagine it because, uh, you know, as I went deep into the let's research this record. Yeah. Uh, and I found out, you know, the Black Coffee is the South African DJ and the singer on it and like how he's one of the first real big like South African house producers. And I was like, because you can hear that rhythm, too, like. You can hear kind of like not exactly Afrobeat, but like those percussive rhythms in it. Yeah, and be like, oh, you can really, a you can get down to this, and oh yeah, the remixes of this will be amazing. <laughs> so what's the like if you had to pick one part of this song that was the best or like illest whatever uh you choose like what would you pick Ooh, ooh! i think it's the second chorus where not the second chorus but the second verse into the second chorus uh-huh. because she comes back in she's singing more stuff about you know them working out their issues and then they both sing the hook together oh i'll be like yeah that's that takes me i was like Oh, you got to get like I was like, oh, like I was like, oh, like I listened to that joint on my walk home from work, like almost every day. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, that's like, that is the part. Like that's when it like, it like wraps itself up. Yeah, like it's come together. Like that's the end of the narrative right there. Yeah, like I'm like, yo, this. I don't think he gets enough credit. and this is me, I guess, sound like a, a Aubrey Stan. <laughs> a lot of like I love like I love Kendrick and his storytelling, but I think Drake does a type of storytelling that is yet unseen and not recognized within rapping or quote unquote hip hop. Like from like this, like this, or this stuff he does, like you know, me, you, and the six, and then this. And like Marvin's Room, I still think Marvin's Room is like probably one of the best rap narratives I've ever sat down and listened to. And like you get you get an entire story. Like it's like a short film. I'm surprised no young director ain't really just sit down and just make a movie out of Marvin's Room. Mm-hmm. And you can do the same with this. You can almost like do like a little series of films just based on like Aubrey's heartbreak music. That's dope. It, yeah, I freaking love this. Yeah, I freaking love this. Would he have to play the leads in the films, or would you get somebody else? I don't know. Like, if I was a student director, I would just, you know, do it with my friends. But, yeah, like, I bet you if you came with, like, a serious, like, proposal. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably, he would probably do it. Like, yeah. You know? That little film he did before um, Views was was cool. Like, um, not for Views, for um, if you're reading it. Like it was like him meeting up with his friends. It was all in the cold. And like oh, jungle started, that. and jungle started playing at the end. Another low key heartbreak Drake song. That's amazing. Yeah. Which I had to like find the sample. Now I listen to that guy's work all the time. Some like Spanish or like South American artist. I can't even say his name correctly. <laughs> but bro, I'm like, his ear. 
Forty's ear. Um, his other homeboy that really helps manage them. Yeah. Uh, nineteen eighty five. Them dudes are geniuses. Like they also they're did hotline really bling. Like yeah. it's bro, undeniable, <laughs> bro. Nineteen eighty five. Low key. If he keeps on his path, can end up on some like the Pharrell of the next generation. Yeah. And I and I don't say that lightly. Like I'm listening to his stuff, like Maji Jordan, uh, Division. Like he's able to make pop records, rap records, ballads. Like my thing with producers is like, as they talk about like this future, this battle, like that could possibly have between like Pharrell and Timberland. And what's the killer for me is that Pharrell got like mad R&B joints even more than Timbaland does like any of his other peers like like he can look he legitimately produces everything yeah and from pop on down like like the Neptunes did like a country record once like if you and I think 1985 he's the way he's spreading out I'm like fam like these hits he's been making like one dance <laughs> you made one dance you know how ladies get hype over one dance <laughs> and control them? Man. I sit back and this record, I was like, yo, that's that's my thing. When I listen to new albums, I like to find a track that becomes my favorite mm-hmm. that I know is going to be a signal, but ain't pop yet. I felt that way with This Is What I Like from Bruno Mars. Like When the album first came out and I got to that song, I was like, that's the best song on the album. And I was like, this got to be a single. And then, like, slowly but surely, now they just got the ill of the video, and every, they got this remix EP coming out. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's going to be the... I think Get It Together is going to pop like that for Drake. Like, he needs it. Not like he needs it. Like Yeah. But it'd be a good look. Yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll, he'll have continued summer success. Yeah. <laughs> more and more his, uh, his role of trying to be the new Jay-Z. Get all the summers. Speaker Talks.